you're the new fire chief in Cranford. You've been here for a, a couple of months, I guess. But folks might not know too much about your background. Tell me a little bit about where you grew up and how you came to be in the Cranford Fire Department. I grew up in Cranford. The first house we lived in in Cranford was on Burnside Avenue. We lived in the Burnside Avenue flats. Um, shortly thereafter, I think we lived there for two years, we moved across the street. My parents bought a house right across the street, 16 Burnside Avenue. And we lived there probably eight years or so. And that's actually where I started to realize I wanted to become a fireman at a young age. There was a Cranford volunteer fireman that lived two houses away. If a call came in, I would see him jump in his car, the little blue light. He would drop what he was doing and go help people. And it just, to me, I was like, wow, that is like the greatest thing. This guy just wants to help people. And plus it helped the guy had a nice 57 Chevy. So I thought that was really cool as well. He had a radio system in his window so the whole neighborhood could hear when he got called out. So as a little kid, I would hear it. I would run down the street or go on my big wheel, just watch him take off, and I would wait until he got home and ask him, Mr. Meyer, his name's Richie Meyer, Mr. Meyer, what, what was it? What happened? That's where my love started. I would see him in a parade. I would see the fire engine. As of course, every little boy is like, wow, you know, great big fire engine. What's it like to drive one? So moving forward, we moved to... Uh, MacArthur Avenue, which is also in Cranford. It's right outside of Indian Village. And we stayed there. My parents are still there today. I graduated high school in 1992, Cranford High School graduate. I started going to Union County College. And I remember one day sitting in class and thinking, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And I thought about Burnside Avenue, Richie Meyer. And I said, I wonder, what it's, can you be a fireman in Cranford? So I came down, I spoke to Chief Kayami at the time, and he said, you're here at a good time, we're putting on some callmen, which are the volunteer firemen. Back then, you used to take a test. It was a written test, a physical test, and an interview to become a, a volunteer firefighter. I went through those three phases, I became a volunteer fireman, I was a volunteer firefighter for 10 years, got hired to the career fire department in 2005, and that's when uh, my career started. Now, anytime someone comes into a new position, they have their ideas of things that they would like to do and some things that they would like to accomplish during their tenure. What are some of those ideas for you? The biggest thing right now I have to focus on is training. We have a very young department. We had basically a mass exodus of people retiring. So we have more than half of our department is on probation, which means they have less than 18 months on the job. The biggest thing I want to focus on is training those individuals make sure they're up to our standards. You want to make sure they don't get hurt. They know what they're doing. You don't want them to put themselves in a spot where maybe a roof collapses on them. So focus on training those guys. Continue to train our uh, more senior members of the department. Offer professional training for our officers. And I would like to bolster our call department because our numbers have diminished over the years due to various reasons Mostly people have to work. Times have changed, so we don't get the volunteerism like we used to get. One of the big things I have to focus on is replacing the apparatus. A lot of the apparatus we have is a little bit older. Um, there are certain standards that dictate when you should be retiring a piece of apparatus. Like, for example, our tower truck is 21 years old. It's a frontline piece, meaning it goes on every call. At 20 years, it's supposed to become a reserve piece. We don't have that option in Cranford. So I'm currently working with the township committee and the business administrator and trying to find a way that we could re start replacing some of this apparatus because 
as you can imagine, it's very expensive. We don't want taxes to go through the roof. So we're trying to come up with creative ways to um, replace some of the apparatus. So those are some of my biggest things right out of the gate. Obviously, fire trucks are the type of technology and capital expenditure that people see, but there are less obvious technological changes that go on in the fire service. What are some of the tools that you're able to use now that weren't available to you maybe even just a few years ago? A lot of stuff we have now are like meters, measuring air quality, CO meters, gas meters. Those are some big advances for us. Also, the SCBAs that we use, those are our air packs, self-contained breathing apparatus. They've come a long way. When I first became a Coleman, they were steel packs, and they, they were heavy. They added a lot of weight to you. Well, now they're, they're a little more lightweight. They have pass device alarms in them, which basically will let everybody else know if there's a firefighter down. If you put a pack on and activate it and don't move for 30 seconds, you get a, a loud indication so that people on the outside of the building say, up, oh, somebody's down inside. That is a great advance that we have in a fire service. And then a lot of the other advancements are basically in like the engines and the apparatus, the pumps, a lot of stuff. It's digital now. It helps us maintain the vehicles. For example, Engine 3 is our newest piece of apparatus. We have a computer system in Engine 3 that we can just go through and it'll tell us oil's low, transmission fluid's low. So you're not raising the cab constantly to check it. You can't rely on 100%, but it will give you an indication. So there have been a lot of technological advances over the years. One of the things a town like Cranford has to depend on is mutual aid. For folks, again, who maybe aren't familiar with that, tell me a little bit about how that works. Mutual aid is a county agreement. If a town has a fire, they call the county on the radio, and the county will send other area fire departments to assist. So, for example, if we have a house fire, I will immediately get on the radio, request personnel to the scene. The county will send Westfield, Roselle, and Linden to our scene, and then they will send other departments to the firehouse to cover the rest of the town while we're committed at the scene. So Elizabeth, Rawway might come to our firehouse and cover Cranford while we're committed at the scene. Generally, for mutual aid, we're considered a career department. We're a paid fire department, generally used during the day from, say, 6 in the morning till 6.30 at night because the other towns that are volunteer have the same problems we have. The volunteers have to work, so they're not around during the day. So county mutual aid will then use the volunteer firefighters from the volunteer fire departments at night to try to save money. It's a county agreement basically used to help each other, supply manpower, help put out a fire, and it's a good system. It really is. As a matter of fact, Chief Dolan, who just retired, he's the one that put it together for the county. And they've been following that ever since. I believe he did it in the 80s, and they've been following it ever since then. So it's just a way to get more manpower here to help us put out a fire. One of the duties that the Cranford Fire Department has taken on in relatively recent times is daytime EMS. Tell me a little bit about what your responsibilities are with that. Daytime EMS is great. It's like our bread and butter right now. We average about three calls a day, EMS calls. Again, it was kind of the same thing with the whole volunteerism. The Cranford First Aid Squad, they do a great job with EMS. They weren't getting the volunteers during the day. So they were looking to do something with it. They had the police running it for a while. Then it ultimately came to the fire department, and it's here to stay. We love being part of EMS. We respond to medical emergencies throughout town during the day. And at night, if the first aid squad isn't available, we'll transport to the hospital. We have various EMTs working for us. Most of our firefighters are EMTs as a requirement. Then we have per diem employees who are EMTs, and some of them are actually medics. So there's a little, little more knowledge there with a medic. 
yeah, we respond during the day. Our hours are from 5.30 to 6.30 at night. We're hoping that we could work something out with the first aid squad, work with them and merge on the weekends. Maybe we'll take the day calls on the weekends and, and they'll just take nighttime EMS calls all the time. But it's keeping us busy. It's a great thing. And we've accepted it. We actually have grown to love it because it's a different challenge, EMS calls, compared to fire department calls. It's a whole different animal, and the guys are up for the challenge, and they do a great job with it. You had mentioned when you first came on the department, you started as a volunteer, as a callman. Are there opportunities for people to volunteer with the fire department still, and how would they go about that? Absolutely. Great question. I'm glad you asked it. I need to bolster our callman numbers, so if anybody's interested in becoming a callman, they could just come down to fire headquarters, 7 Springfield Avenue. If I'm not here, our secretary will give you an application, and we will be looking to put on callman in the near future. One of the ideas I had was going to the high school and speaking to the seniors, seeing if any of those seniors are staying local for college, Union County College or Kane, and if they're available to go to the training because they have to go through firefighter one and firefighter two, which is, takes a bit of time to do. It's usually one semester worth of school. Yes, we do need callmen. We're trying to recruit new callmen. And if anybody's interested, please come down and see us. Ideally, one of the things you'd like to do is cut down on the number of fires that are in town so that you have to respond less often. And that obviously involves fire prevention. Tell me a little bit about that aspect of the firefighting service. We have a great fire prevention bureau currently led by Captain Andy Stratton, soon to be led by Lieutenant Matt Lubin. It's a fire prevention bureau where we go to the schools. We offer programs to the schools, the senior citizens, anybody who asks us anything we'll present. We do that, and we also do fire code inspections throughout town for all the businesses. And we educate the business owners as well as their employees on things to look for, things they shouldn't be doing. One of the big things we find in some of the office buildings, heaters under desks. That's a big no-no against the code, and that has caused fires in the business park in Cranford. We have an aggressive fire prevention bureau, a group of young guys that go out there. They're out in the public. They want to meet people. They want to talk to them. They want to be in the schools. They do a great job. So it's a critical aspect of the Cranford Fire Department, and we will continue with our fire prevention bureau going forward. And in terms of your years of experience being on the fire department, what are some of the key things that you would tell a resident or a business owner that they should do to help prevent the uh, possibility of a fire? Before I get into preventing a fire, the first thing I'd like to say is make sure you have working smoke detectors, batteries are in them, carbon monoxide detectors throughout your house. I can't tell you how many times I've been on calls personally where there's a smoke condition or a house fire and that person didn't have a smoke detector. It's so critical. It's life safety. Please make sure you have working smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors in your house. To prevent fires, there's a lot of things you want to think about. Let's start with your clothes dryer. A lot of people, and we've seen it, they put their clothes dryer on, they load it up with clothes, they leave. We've had a, a number of dryer fires in town, so try not to do that. Watch your electric, watch your extension cords. You really don't want to run extension cords all over your house. Have an electrician come in, put the proper outlet in where you need it. Just be mindful of what you're doing in the house, what you're leaving on. If you're cooking, a lot of unattended cooking calls. If you're cooking, be there. If somebody rings the doorbell, shut the stove off, remove the food. Unattended cooking is another big one in town. Right now, summer's coming. People are cooking out on a barbecue. Same thing. Make sure your propane tank is in working order, all your fittings, your hose line. It's all in working order. Check for leaks. And again, unattended cooking. A big thing, 
Make sure your grill is away from your house or your deck. We have had fires that started in the grill and extended to the back of the house. So that's another point people need to think about. Move the grill away from everything. I know it's a bit of an inconvenience. It's nice to just walk out the deck, throw a burger on, and you know, then say, oh, I'll leave the grill on, let it, let it clean itself. Don't do it. Please think about moving your grills away from your house. Being the uh, new man in charge here at the Cranford Fire Department, what kind of response have you had from the firefighters that you've worked with over the years? We have a great group of firefighters here, very supportive, very knowledgeable. They've all been extremely helpful to me in my new position. Come in, Chief, do you need anything? If I'm out on a call, I know I could rely on them for advice. I'm a younger chief. I have a ways to go. Um, I'll be the chief for the next 15 years, and I have to rely on my guys heavily, which I do. And they've been out of this world, extremely helpful, and they all have a great attitude and an eagerness to learn. So I appreciate all the help they give me, and I'm blessed to have such a good group of guys. And the town's blessed to have such a good group of firefighters who want to protect the citizens, want to help the citizens any way they can. It's just going to be a great partnership going forward. Chief, thanks so much for your time and all the best in your new responsibilities. Thank you, Bernie. Thanks for your time.